Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, listen, um, this Tucker Fox story is just getting straight up weird now. Now it's just weird. Like, it seemed like an employment dispute in the beginning. You know, we got this guy here. We don't know what to do with him. He's popular, but we may want to go in a different direction or something. I don't know what it is now. I don't know what it is. Some new videos leaked out yesterday, and I, I'm telling you, I don't, I'm not sure who's relaxing. We got to get the relaxing lady out of the way. I'm telling you, I don't know who's leaking these videos because they don't make any sense. If you were trying to do a hit job on Tucker, you, I mean, Joe, I'm not crazy, right? You released videos that actually made the guy look bad. Yeah. I mean, I've got videos of Joe Armacost up early in the morning, uh, working very hard on cutting the clips. I'm threatening to release them if Joe doesn't do it. Like, what kind of, that's not, yeah. that, that's not how the hostage negotiation works. That's not how it works. You don't say, like, give me a million dollars or I'm going to buy her uh, high-end chocolates and take her to a world-renowned steakhouse. That's not how any of this works. That's not how this works. That situation is just straight up weird. I'm sorry. I got that. and then. Folks, please don't go anywhere. I'm like le- legitimately begging you. Like I get on bended knee right now if I didn't get out of the frame. I have one of the best videos explaining wokeism, leftism you were ever going to see in your entire life by James Lindsay. I've got a few select cuts from it, just like chef's kiss. Man. Excellent. Excellent. That, d- see, he's already seen them. Yeah, he probably, why, my that. guess is he watched the whole thing. It's about a half an hour. Mm-hmm. It's that good. So Joe, don't go anywhere. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You ever read the fine print that appears when you start browsing in incognito mode? It says your activity might still be visible to your employer, your school, or your internet service provider. Well, why call it incognito? What's the point? To really stop people from seeing the sites you visit, you got to do what I do and use ExpressVPN because it's nobody's business. Think about all the times you've used public Wi-Fi. Without ExpressVPN, every site you visit could be logged by the administrator of that network, even in incognito mode. Your home internet provider can also be, uh, can, uh, they can also see and record your browsing data. Folks, people don't need to be seeing what you're doing. It's nobody's business. ExpressVPN is an app. It encrypts all your network data and reroutes it through a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays just that, private. ExpressVPN works on all your devices and is super easy to use. Just tap one button to connect and your browsing activity is secure from prying eyes. Stop letting strangers invade your online privacy. Protect yourself today. Here's the website, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Use my link at expressvpn.com slash Bongino and you get a great deal, three extra months free. That's expressvpn dot com slash Bongino to learn more. All right, Joseph, let's go. Packed show right. today. But, Packed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of material. Poor Joe was up uh, early this morning cutting material. Worth it, baby. Uh, it's been a big one. So uh, n- now wh- whoever's trying to hurt Tucker Carlson is not doing a particularly good job. And I, I'm, I'm being uh, as candid as I can with you, given the information I have. I'm not sure who it is at this point. I, I think the default narrative that, that people may, well, by nature, default to, I'm not sure that's it. Because it seems like whoever's trying to hurt him, why would you leak this stuff to Media Matters? Because Media Matters, let me just expire it. I'm, I'm doing it. Media Matters is a leftist goon organization. It's a bunch of kids in their mama's basement. It's like the Nandini crew. They sit around eating Ben and Jerry's. They're like, they pat each other on the back. They probably watch porn all day. And when they're done with that stuff, they're like, oh, look, Tucker Carlson's a, it's like a joke of an org. It's a clown show. Their entire life is watching other people's stuff and whining about it like little children. Here's the thing, though. 
If you're someone at, say, Fox who was trying to hurt Tucker and you release to Media Matters, a left-wing organization, Joe, how long do you think it would be before Media Matters, when they want to hurt Fox, would be like, oh, Fox leaked it to us? Huh. Of course. they. That's why this story, you got to dig deeper. There's something going on here that's really difficult to explain. This broke this morning. Now, whenever they're losing a fight, lefties, and trying to take someone out, what is the go-to response every time? You're a racist. You're a every racist goes on for you that every single time when they can't get you on anything else. They go straight to the you're a racist because they don't have anything else. Now, when 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 desperation sets in, the tell every time is you'll see an article about Tucker being racist. And look at this. The verdict is in Shazam article appears this morning in the New York Slimes. Carlson's text that alarmed Fox leaders. It's not how white men fight. Oh, my gosh. This is, he's a racist. Hat tip to great Tom R. Tucker, that's what I said about the Tucker case getting weirder by the minute. Who would have these texts? Well, Fox would have them. The producer he is texting would have them. And probably someone who had access to the court case uh, would have them too. This is just really weird. So Tucker, after January 6th, is apparently watching a video of some Trump supporters beating up what appear to be an Antifa guy. He goes through a long text. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the gist of the text is this. He says, you know, I really wanted these MAGA guys to hurt the kid. I could taste it, quote. But somewhere deep in my brain, he writes, an alarm went off that this isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember somewhere probably loves someone somewhere loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I reduce other people to their politics, how am I any better than he is? Now, because mentioned in here is that she says something uh, like that's not how a white guy would fight or something like that. Of course, they've got to paint Tucker Carlson always as a racist because that's the only thing they have left. They don't really have any evidence of that, of course. Now, I want you to keep in mind as well that this was not a public statement by Tucker Carlson. This is clearly how the man felt because he's texting privately someone else. You know, I'm not, I, again, I'm not really sure like how this damages Tucker Carlson. He's talking about sympathizing with an Antifa kid, even though he hates his politics because he's getting beaten close to death or whatever it is. And he's saying to himself, this guy's got to have parents who love him. And I don't want to be reduced to this kind of, Manichaean war where us versus them, some he must die if we must live thing. I, I again I don't get how this I'm 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 really perplexed as to how they thought this would like destroy his reputation. Joe, you remember the story? I don't know if you remember this. I told you this a couple. I got a friend, a former Secret Service buddy of mine, but he was a tow missile operator in Iraq in Gulf War One. Toughest guy I ever met, hands down. The toughest guy I ever I mean, just a genuine hard dude, man. Really tough guy. Not, didn't talk about it, didn't need to. And he told me one time about what it was like to be in Iraq and rarely spoke about it. But he said that, you know, the first time he took out in Iraq, the Iraqis tried to escape in trucks when the tanks would break down because we were just mowing them down and go for one so fast. I mean, it lasted like seven days and we like mowed down their entire tank, uh, uh, tank battalion. So they would try to escape in trucks. So they all jumped in the back of the truck and tried to get away. So my buddy told me he hit the truck with a, they hit it with a tow missile. And he's like, man, we, you know, 
We watch those people burn, man. And you know what's funny? He told me that exact same thing. He said, I thought to myself, I don't really know those guys. That's probably some kid's dad who's never going to see him again as his body just sitting there burnt in the desert. And you know, I'm going to tell you something. It humanized that guy to me for the first time. I always thought of him as almost like this superhuman tough guy. Because he was. I'm not really sure what's going on here, folks. But as I said yesterday, somebody's going to have to explain really quick what the hell's going on here. Fox News is suffering. Tucker's off the air. He's an incredibly important voice. So there's going to have to be some rapprochement here. Someone's going to have to get the peace pipe, sit down, get some s'mores out by a campfire, and figure this thing out. Because this is getting stranger and weirder by the day. And the media doesn't know what to do with this story anymore. Do we hit Fox News? Do we hit Tucker? Who do we hate more today? If we hit Fox News, let's write a story. Tucker's a racist because we hate Fox today. But if Fox gets a leg up tomorrow, we don't like them. Then let's go and hit Tucker to make Fox look bad. They don't know what to do. There are more videos leaking out too. Someone's got to get a handle on this. Because the videos aren't doing what whoever is leaking them thinks they're doing. They're actually humanizing Tucker. And and listen, I'm trying to cover this fairly. I am friendly with Tucker. He is one of the most powerful voices in our business. And I like him a lot. I also have a lot of friends at Fox. I don't harbor any animosity there. I want to be absolutely clear on that. And I've stated my piece and I meant it, every word of it. However, this is just a, a really, really bad situation as a matter of objective fact. Tucker is not on the air and we need him. Fact. Fox's ratings are apocalyptic. Fact. Gee, come on, you're a rating. Ever since you know the ratings, me and Gee would talk about them. Joe is a radio guy. He understands ratings too, but the ratings, Gee, are they bad, good, or apocalyptic? Be honest. He's like, it's not even, but it's calamitous. You can't lose two-thirds of your audience. Whoa. In prime time, you just can't. Two-thirds? You can't do that. Oh. I mean, Joe knows in radio there's like a summer creep. Kids aren't in school. No, sure. This isn't a summer creep. This is like a nuclear bomb. Yeah, it's like 50% of the people died in your audience or something. It's insane. It's right. He had it right. It's a paradigm shift. He's absolutely correct. Let's watch one of these videos at least. And again, I'm not sure how this makes Tucker look bad. I'm not trying to put lipstick on anything. Here's a video of uh, he's on camera and he's talking about someone's girlfriend. Now, again, we don't understand the context at all of this, which is weird because fact checkers who love to attack my Facebook page on missing context, they have no idea what the context is at all. He's like, oh, that guy's girlfriend is yummy or whatever. And then he says Media Matters, which is the clown group trying to take Tucker out with videos that ironically make him look good. He tells them to go F themselves, which, if anything, made a bunch of conservatives go, yes, all right. I don't like those goofballs either. Here's video number one. Take a look. You know what? I'm not qualified on that score, I will say. I thought his girlfriend was kind of yummy. Just kidding. Just kidding. Cases being pulled off the bird. Yeah, the bird. Hey, media matters for America. Go yourself. That's the first thing I want to say tonight. Second thing is totally kidding. I don't even know what his girlfriend looks like. And if I did, I would not find her yummy. Uh, Again, folks, I mean, this is an off camera thing. I explained this yesterday on the radio show. I'm going to talk about it again today. When, uh, you know, Guy was here with me. 
he would produce, uh, help Fox produce my TV show. I don't know if you know this or not, but we would record large chunks of it on Friday. There was breaking news. We would do the piece live on Saturday or sometimes recut it Saturday morning. Got me? So you would think when we were recording a show, like, oh, good, because then you don't have to sit through the commercials. You would think an hour-long show that's really like 45 minutes on TV, if you factor in the commercials, you would think a recorded show would be quicker, right? Pretty simple math. Oh, good. You don't have to sit through the commercials. It'll be done in 45 minutes. Wrong. That's not how any of this works, okay? The tape show would take, what do you say, two or three times as long, right? Just about two hours at least. Why yeah. is that, Dan? You're not sitting through commercials or anything. It's not live. You're taping it. The guests don't show up on time. They do show up on time and the equipment doesn't work. Um, the director's like, hey, listen, let's do that over. I missed something there. If you miss it on live TV, you just miss it and you move on. Like, this is live now. Oh, here's my watch. It's a little behind, but 11, it says 1110. It's 1113 or so, right? But we are live, I assure you. Uh, Kira Becca is commenting right now in the chat room. If we mess something up like we did yesterday, you just move on. It's no big deal. Everybody knows it's a live show. With a tape show, they want everything perfect, so it takes forever. My point is, you're sitting there for two hours. Well, if there's only 45 minutes of content, what's going on for the other hour and 15 minutes? The answer is a lot of talk. That's what you're seeing with these outtakes of the Tucker show. My show was one day a week. There's probably 10,000 hours of footage of me alone. Can you imagine the footage they have of Tucker? I mean, you're going to release everything this guy said off camera? Oh, come on, man. Whoever's doing this, you're not doing it right. Here's another one that's just downright hilarious. I'll tell you the inside joke in a minute. It's a short one. But here's Tucker during a break from his show saying, we'll do it live. Check this out. <laughs> it, we'll do it live. Some of you get that. Some of you. Anyone in the chat room know what that is? I got to check this. Anyone? Anyone? I'm looking at it. Wait, hold on. There we go. I gotta go to anyone in the chat know? Come on. Someone knows who that is. It's Bill O'Reilly. It's an inside joke at Fox. I've done that a thousand times during a break. When Bill O'Reilly was with Inside Edition, there was an infamous clip uh, of Bill O'Reilly. I don't know what happened. The prompter didn't work or he didn't like the copy in the prompter, whatever it was. So it's kind of an inside joke at Fox. And I've said it a thousand times. We'll do it live. Tucker wasn't. You got to understand, he wasn't being serious there. That's a joke. We'll do it live as a joke. It's an inside joke. And for, trust me, everyone at Fox knows that story. You doubt me? Apparently, the idiots at Media Matters didn't know it was a joke. Here's where it comes from. Check this out. I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. It. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Thing sucks. Ian. Again, <laughs> do I have to debunk everything all the time? That's not AI generated Bill O'Reilly. That's a famous clip of Bill O'Reilly who didn't like, hey, look, listen, man, I got a temper. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sorry. It's a joke. It's a joke. Tucker's joking. We'll do it live. That's not it. These <laughs> people I mean, when you can't even pull off a hit job the right way. Did you not know that was a joke? We'll do it. <laughs> oh, here's the coup de grace, folks. Tucker's definitely finished now. I promise I'm going to get to this James Lindsay video about wokeism. You will not be disappointed. A lot ahead, so stay tuned. I just want to wrap this up here. Here's Tucker in a conversation with Piers Morgan. You're only going to see Tucker, but Piers is on the other end. It looks like they're wrapping up an interview, I guess, for Piers' show. 
and again, they're off camera on how this stuff keeps leaking is beyond me. But this is supposed to be like, this is the death blow. Tucker makes a joke about, if we're going to talk about sex, let's talk about positions. That's it? Again, this is, this is your takedown, Joe? Man, what's that old line, Joe? If you're going to go for the king, uh, you better not miss. Yeah. I mean, you're going to go for the king. You better not miss. And you whiffed big on this one. Yeah, take a look at this. Everyone in this company is thrilled that you're doing this. I've gotten more calls from people about it. Oh, that's great. Whatever I got to say, I've, I, when I came to um, New York a couple of weeks ago, I couldn't believe how welcoming and friendly everybody was. It was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, they they really mean it from the owners on down. Yeah, um, it's cool. It's cool to see it. I like that. It's it's a good. You know, people are nice in this company. I think they've always I been nice to me. Agree anyway. with you. I completely agree. Everyone's been very, very friendly and very nice, and I really appreciate it. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on. It's, uh, yeah, it's I bet that doesn't change. Of course. Yeah. It's just great to of have course. you on my show. I mean, I've been on yours enough times. It's great. I think it's totally cool. So let's, um, is, if we're going to talk about sex, I'd love to hit some of the fine points of technique. <laughs> But, you know, but it's your show. It's totally up to you. We can certainly talk about your sexual technique, especially after your tanning testicles last week. <laughs> Not mine. I, we'll, we'll speak in more general terms, but I've got something to add. Man, I got to tell you, it was perfect timing after that sex joke for Holden McGroin, who's joined the uh, joined the chat room. Welcome, Holden. And I think he's got a cousin. Guy said there's another relative, Patton. Patton McGroin is joined. Is, are you guys related? Is that a brother? Cousin, maybe a dad, sibling or something. I don't know. So uh, you're both welcome, Patton and Holden, the McGroins, the from the uh, from East West uh, Eastern Tennessee, I guess. I'm just making that up. Southwestern Ohio, no idea. The McGroins of uh, of Southern Florida, welcome, McGroins. So, folks, again, it, it, I got a couple of questions. I'm going to get to his Gutfeld tweet. I got a couple of questions though about these videos. I will wrap it up here. Number one, who has custody of these videos? The default thing would be, well, Fox is releasing these. But again, why would they release them to Media Matters? Media Matters hates Fox. I mean, with a deep, dark passion. Like they would, they would, they would, you have no idea. Like, like apocalyptic, like apocalypto, like that movie that they would cut their hearts out and eat them live if they could. They hate Fox. How would you trust Media Matters to not say later on, hey, by the way, we got those from Fox trying to take out Tucker? I don't buy it. Somebody had custody of these videos. And I'm, I'm not sure it's them. Well, I'm, I'm sure it's them. I'm not sure it's them leaking it because it doesn't make sense. No one would be this stupid. And my second question is, gosh, again, is this the best you've got? Because <clears throat> if you're going to come out with a massive hit piece, then you darn well better come out with a hit piece that does the job and does the hit. Finally, it's good to see someone uh, over there at Fox chiming in about, uh, about Tucker. I really appreciate uh, Greg Gutfeld. Gutfeld, Gutfeld's a good guy. I've always liked Gutfeld. And, you know, he, he tells it like it is, man. He's one of these guys when you're sitting there in the green room, you know, love him or hate him, he's going to tell you what he's feeling that day. So Matthew Gertz, who's from Media Matters, he's one of these probable porn-watching Ben and Jerry's eaters in his basement. He tweeted out about the Fox leaks about Tucker or whatever. And Gutfeld said, hey, listen, apparently everyone understands nonsense banter between segments except for hall monitor failures bitterly chronicling the lives of far more successful people. 
what Greg's saying is like, hey, Matt, like Tucker had three something million viewers a night while you're in your mama's basement watching porn all day. You know, maybe you should take a chill and the guy's allowed to talk between segments. Good take. All right, I want to get to this video coming up next because leftist violence is growing out of control, folks. There's been another insurrection out there, the third one in just a few months. Leftist insurrections are spreading in state houses across the country. That's what they are. We're not accountable for negotiation. Violent, aggressive, ultra-violent fascist liberals, uh, liberals are, are, are emulating this tactic all over the country, insurrections at state houses, and it's got to be stopped. I'm going to explain to you why. First, uh, Birch Gold. Central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar because of inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. That's bad news for the dollar, bad news for your savings. But the fact remains, there's one asset that's withstood famine, wars, and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. You know what that is? Gold. Gold. People I buy gold from? Birch Gold Group, B-I-R-C-H. You can own gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. To help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer into an IRA in gold, and the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Dan to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Think about it. When the banks faltered, the stock market faltered, what surged? The gold. That's right. Protect your savings with gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text Dan to 989898. Get your free information kit on gold. Again, text Dan to 989898. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rates apply. So, folks, leftist violence is growing. It's spreading out of control. Why? Why does the left worship violence? Well, I'm going to explain more of this in the context of the James Lindsay video that's going to be a real eye-opener for you. This one is a must-see. you got to watch every minute of it. It's about 28 minutes long. I'm going to give you the highlights. But what does violence do for the left? Antifa violence, BLM violence, communist violence, a jackbooted thug violence. The left is always worship violence. It's a valuable tool for them. You saw it during the riots in George Floyd. Violence creates what? It creates chaos. Chaos creates what? Creates fear. Fear creates what? It creates division. People start to sit back in their homes and, and, hold, uh, and hold themselves up in their houses as they, as they fear going outside. And fear creates that division, that division of society. That creates what? A clamoring for normalcy again. And a redefinition of what normal is. The left has always needed fear. It's my walking dead theory. They walk into a prison in that show to walking dead to get away from the zombies because the prison's abandoned and because it's safe. Who finds it safe in the prison? In a prison? Who locks themselves in a prison? The answer is people who are afraid of what's outside. You see what I'm talking about? They need that fear. They need you to be afraid of what's outside and clamor for government to solve your problem. This happened uh, just the other day, this is the third insurrection in the state house in as many states in just the past few months. There was an insurrection in Texas as a bunch of transurrectionists, again, emulating this tactic all over the country, decided to try and take over the Texas state house. The violence is getting out of control. Check this out. Hey, by the way, I appreciate you all in the chat room uh, tips and stuff, but you don't, you don't have to do that. That's um, I keep it open because I, you know, I'm one of the equity owners of rumble, but uh, you, you don't have to do that. It's very nice of you. It's uh, I appreciate every, everything you guys do, but uh, I'm okay. God's been very generous to me. So uh, you, you don't have to do that, but that, but that's very generous of you. I think that's uh, I wish I could read uh, the names. 
but uh, my eyes are not that good. And the text is really small, but uh, you know, you don't have to, God's been very good to me. So I wish I could reverse tip and send a tip to Holden McGroin and Patton. <laughs> this is the third insurrection. We've seen one in Tennessee, Texas, and Montana. This is spreading because they worship violence. Why violence? Why chaos? Why fear? Well, James Lindsay, he's at Conceptual James on Twitter. I can't recommend enough that you go and follow him when this show is over. At Conceptual James. Uh, he's a great thinker. I mean, he really knows his stuff. He has had the opportunity to study the history of violent, aggressive, fascist leftists, which is exactly what they freaking are. Stop. Let's stop putting icing on that cake. Okay. Let's stop trying to put lipstick on it. That's what they are. You're never going to defeat them politically if you don't understand what you're dealing with. You want to play patty cake? Go find a different show. This ain't the one for you. This is one of the best explanations I have ever seen of the Marxist woke phenomenon because it's the same thing. In this first clip here, Lindsay talks about how the left has used division, fear, and anger to try to, quote, awaken the underclass. In other words, in any society full of people, folks, there's always going to be a group of people who are politically apathetic. They just are. There's going to be people who are not going to get involved. I mean, even in this country, large swaths of people, despite the fact that the, the inflation's killing them, fentanyl's killing their kids, and the border's out of control, there are some people who still don't vote. Not a lot on our side, but there's still good chunks of it. There were apathetic people. So he talks about here how the Marxists and the woke crowd is always going to use division, however they can find it, race, culture, sex, LGBTQ, class, union, non-union, black, white, Hispanic, uh, white, immigrant, non-immigrant. They're always going to use division to awaken the underclass and say, hey, these people are abusing you and we're going to protect you. This is genius. This is part one. Check this out. What we have to do is awaken the underclass, the proletariat, to the real conditions and the fact that they are historical agents of change and bring them to do a revolution and transform society so that we would have equity or socialism, whichever word you want. They have the same definition. Darn right. What do I always talk about on this show in far less eloquent terms than Lindsay, but we're saying the same thing. He's a far better historian than I am. I mean, a really genius level guy. Had him on my Fox show a couple of times. The left loves a euphemisms game, okay? They love to just play word games and switch words around because when one word takes on a, a negative connotation to it because of what that word is led to and meant, and I, I.e. Marxism and 100,000, uh, 100 million body bags, right? They just change it. It becomes progressivism or equity. It's all embedded in the exact same Marxist ideology. This abuse of, of, of division in society to cleave people off into groups to get them to fight each other. And the reason they do that is because the liberals, the progressives, and the Marxists, they're all the same thing. They don't have anything to run on. Nothing they run on is popular. Give us more of your money through higher taxes. Nobody wants that. Turn your health care decisions to a government bureaucrat. Nobody wants that either. Send your kids to crap public schools. That's the left, period. So why do people keep voting for them? Because they're good at division. And they have everybody who votes for them believing that if they vote for the Republicans, things would be worse. We'll save you from those guys. Friggin' genius, man. Absolutely genius. Here's part two. He goes into this here. He talks about how another concept we've addressed, again, in less eloquent terms, but... It's the way I understand things for myself. The left will use anything, X, 
to get to, 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 to Y. They'll plug in any variable. So if, say, class warfare and Marxism didn't work, the bourgeoisie and the proletariat, the capital holders versus non-capital holders, that didn't work in the United States. Because you know what? We had a healthy middle class and people were like, yeah, that rich guy may be rich, but I'm doing okay myself. I got my dog, my nice house. It's hard to say, like, let's go to war and take the rich guy's stuff when you're happy with your own life. The class war didn't work in the United States. So what happened? He's like, what is he doing? You a baseball fan? You know what I mean? Get the righty out of the bullpen, Joe. Joe knows what that means, right? If class isn't going to work in the United States and in wealthy countries in Europe, what can we plug in to create division, to get people angry, to go and attack and steal from other people? Oh, let's use race. Let's use race. It's like a plug and play. Hey, Ray, here we go. Listen to Lindsay explain this again in extremely eloquent terms. Check this out. Communism can be summarized in a single sentence, the abolition of private property. Well, this is why critical race theory calls to abolish whiteness, because whiteness is a form of private property. People who have access to this property are whites or white adjacent, or they act white. These are words out of the American lexicon that they've used to describe how how people gain access to the private property. People without that are people of color, and they are oppressed by systemic racism. Systemic racism is enforced by an ideology of white supremacy instead of capitalism. If you think of whiteness as a form of cultural capital, white supremacy as they define it is identical to capitalism. It's the belief, it's not believing that white people are superior. It's believing that white people have access to the control of society and should maintain that. Even if you don't actually believe that, if you merely support that, you have adopted the, the ideology of white supremacy into your mind. Oh, this, I mean, can someone give this guy an Academy Award? One that actually matters? I mean, just beautifully explained. Did you guys get that? Again, very smart guy, but he's simply saying this. When the Marxists who wanted to divide us tried to use class warfare, in other words, Joe, look at all these rich people. They stole it all from you. Go get them. Mm -hmm. That didn't work because people in the United States were like, steal anything from me. I've had a nice life. Got my dog, two kids, White House. White picket fence here in the house. I'm good. In some cases, the White House, if you made it there. Things are good for me. So the commies who had to destroy the place were like, we need something else. So they said, let's not tell them the holders of capital and the rich people did it. Let's tell them the white racists did it. There you go. Fill in that gap. All interchangeable, baby. All interchangeable. This is genius level stuff. This guy is just gold. Again, had him on my show, trying to get him on a radio show too. Really good stuff. I got more from this video. Um, let me take a quick break for my next sponsor. I appreciate it. We are capitalists here and people want to pay to talk to you. And we appreciate them keeping the show free. Blackout coffee, as you could tell by my excitement this morning. I worked out ridiculously hard before the show today. I had a mega cup of blackout coffee and tore it up downstairs. I'm feeling pretty good today. You feeling drained with everything going on? Refuel with the coffee of America's warriors and patriots. Blackout coffee. It's a freedom nectar it's for patriots whose character embraces duty, family, values, and rights. These guys align with our conservative values. It's not just that. I mean, I love that about them. I don't associate with companies that don't love the country. But i tell you right now, their coffee is just killer, man. It is so good. I personally recommend it. Paula loves it. She's a big coffee drinker. I'm not going to fool her. It's Colombian. She was drinking coffee when she was in her baby bottle when she was two years old. It's a coffee company. It's a, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's 100 maybe not. 100% committed to promoting conservative values. Blackout Coffee accepts no compromises. 
Makes a great Mother's Day gift for any coffee-loving moms out there too. Check out their Mother's Day bundles and their tasty roast today at blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino because we always like to save money, right? For 20% off your first order. Ditch those other guys. Blackout Coffee. They love us. They love our country. And they love making kick-ass freaking awesome coffee. It's the best I've tasted. We get a lot of offers from other places. We stuck with them because the coffee's damn good. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. And use coupon code Bongino for 20% off. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Check them out today. Thanks, Blackout. All right, here's part three of this video. Here he talks about how not just did the wokesters swap out class warfare for race warfare to get you to hate people. Because if you hate people, you'll want to take their money and take control of their businesses and you want to control the means of production. You got to remember, I'm trying to state this as simply as possible. You know, I study this stuff for a living, but you know, you all have real jobs. I have a real job. I talk for a living. You have to understand the essence of the Marxists, what their big goal is, everything else is subordinate. Their biggest goal is to take control of the means of production. The government needs to run the economy, the farms, the doctors, the lawyers, the government must control everything. Once you control the means of production and the means for people to stay alive, the food supply, everything else, politics doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you vote for. Politics, political, uh, the political economy is dead. You have to control everything. So when they couldn't do it through class, they decided to do it through race. At this part, at this point, he talks about how the fight in Europe, they thought they would have communism spread everywhere when they got enough people angry at the rich people. And in some countries in Europe, it didn't work. So they learned some lessons and they had a tailor Marxism to what we would call now Western Marxism here in the United States. And one of the ways to destroy the United States was to view everything normal, male, female, a heterosexual relationship, whatever it may be, to view everything normal through the lens of, let's call those people bigots. Destroy, in other words, destroy everything that's normal. Check this out. I said that critical race theory is calling everything you want to control racist until you control it. But couldn't we say the same about Marxism? It's calling everything you want to control bourgeois until you control it. But those mean the same thing. They mean exactly the same thing. But what about, say, queer theory? How is that Marxist? It's very strange, all this gender and sex and sexuality. Well, Tom said, what is woke attack? The idea of being normal. Well, the queer theory thinks that there are certain people who get to set the norms of society. They are privileged. They call themselves normal. They say this is normal. It's normal to consider yourself a man and look like a man and act like a man and dress like a man and eat meat like a man. And then there are women that should be feminine and pretty and all these things. And so they get to define what's normal. They're heterosexuals. So they get to define the heterosexuality as normal and other sexualities are abnormal. And so you have a conflict across this cultural property of who gets to be considered normal and who is a pervert or a freak or some other term that gets used in their literature. But technically, who is a queer, which sounds like a slur, but they adopted it and it's a technical academic term now. It means an identity without an essence, by the way, an identity that is strictly oppositional to the concept of the normal, as defined by queer theorist David Halperin in his 1995 book, St. Foucault, Toward a Gay Hagiography. You see how he describes that, how they just change out the cultural weapons? They change out the cultural weapons. First, it was class. The rich people are coming for you. Then it's the evil white people are coming for you. Everybody's racist. 
And then when that doesn't take, they're like, the homophobes and transphobes are coming for you. They're going to, you see how they do this to get you all riled up to quote, awaken the underclass, how they create this division and fear and chaos. Please tell me this is all making sense because this guy explains this thing beautifully. All right, one more video, and I got a couple other things I need to get to today, including just the White House just totally humiliating itself. And something happened in Russia, folks. But again, as I always say, the Bongino rule, please, 24 to 72 hours, be very careful about this thing that happened in Russia. Let me get to this last video first. What went wrong? Where did this all go wrong for them? How come communism that spread like a virus throughout the Soviet Union, throughout the world, and China... How come it stopped short in the United States? The answer is because Marx was wrong, folks. The holders of capital elevated all boats. The poor became the middle class. The middle class became rich. The rich became richer, no doubt. But the politics of envy are really hard to lead to a cultural revolution when you have a middle class that's content with living a lifestyle better than anyone else on earth. Marx was wrong. Capitalism doesn't lead to exploitation. It leads to prosperity. Communism led to death. That's why it didn't spread. So you think they would stop, right? But they didn't. All they did was try to change the argument. Class, then it moved to race. It's still race. And then it moved to homophobes and transphobes versus, versus us. It's always division. Marx was wrong. Listen to Lindsay explain it. This is the same system. It's another species in the exact same genus. And that genus is Marxism, which is a way of thinking about the world. And the goal is always to seize the means of control of the production of man and history and society. Marx merely believed it was through economic means. Now it's through socio-cultural means. The evolution into this sometimes called Western Marxism began in the 1920s. We had a Russian revolution in 1917, and this did not happen in Europe. And the Marxists in Europe were confused. And so Antonio Gramsci sat down and wrote out some things. And George Lukács sat down and wrote History and Class Consciousness after the failure of the revolution in Hungary. And they wrote what became cultural Marxism. The idea that we have to enter the cultural institutions in order to change them from within. Because Western culture has something about it that's repelling socialism. So we have to go inside and change the culture to make it socialist. Now, you aren't allowed to talk about cultural Marxism now. They've categorized this as a conspiracy theory. They say that it is anti-Semitic. This is not true. Antonio Gramsci wrote books. George Lukács wrote books. You can read those books. They have a philosophy. If they don't like the name cultural Marxism, we can use the name that other people at the time used, Western Marxism. So much like... Uh, I don't know, a virus adapting to the conditions. It, it changed to try to infect a new host. It worked in feudal societies. Marxism took over in Russia. It took over later in China. It took over in all of these kind of agriculturally driven feudal societies. But it wouldn't work in actual capitalist nations because Marx was wrong. Yeah, it, it didn't work here because Marx was a douchebag. He was stupid. He was dumb. His theory was ridiculous. The capital holders are exploiting everybody. How are they exploiting everybody? Everybody got richer. You see what he says? Marx tried to frame it in economic terms. 
And they realized that wasn't going to work here because everybody was getting richer. So they just switched over to race, man. Race, sex, sexual identity. These people don't give a about anything. By the way, we're going to start doing like an unfiltered thing. I'm sorry to all the, but I'm, I, Joe, I have an idea. I don't know if you guys, we're going to start doing, I think like unfiltered Fridays because I, I, I can't hold Bye. it in anymore. I'm sorry. Joe's like, I've already heard the unfiltered. Damn, you sure we want to go down that road? Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand these communist terrorists. They're all full of crap. They are using, they are using transgender people. They are using gay people. They are using black people, Hispanic people to do what they've always wanted to do, which is take over society and steal the means of production, period. All right, I got more coming up, including Biden again, just freaking dead to rights on the Biden crime family. No one seems to care. And then this Russia thing, got to get to that. A lot to get to. Don't go anywhere. We're going to stack the... Uh, last block of the show here. First, uh, GenuCell, folks, if you can go to Brazil, Colombia, these South American countries and get a lot of plastic surgery done, you know, but why would you do that? It's probably dangerous uh, in some of these places. Now you can look younger right before your eyes during GenuCell's Mother's Day sale. Here's a real review from GenuCell.com. Claire said, I love GenuCell. My skin feels so good, tighter and younger with even more tone. And I only used it for a week. My advice to everyone, take a before picture. But her husband, Jim, who's always very excited, I might add. He wrote, and I quote, wife loves it ever since I purchased it for her. Things got much more interesting after dark. Enough said. I don't know, Jim. We'd like to hear more. Genucel, can we get an update on that story? Love to hear what went down. Could be interesting. Sell a lot of Genucel. Nothing works like Genucel because it's a family <laughs> recipe for over 20 years. Made by a compounding pharmacist in small batches and always safe, cruelty-free, and natural. Now go to GenuCell.com slash Dan and save over 70% off GenuCell's most popular package during the Mother's Day sale. Every most popular package features their ultra retinol and dark spot corrector. So don't wait. Go to GenuCell.com slash Dan, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, GenuCell.com slash Dan. Get a complimentary spa essentials box with every package order from now until Mother's Day. Plus, you get a free upgrade to priority shipping. GenuCell.com slash Dan, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, GenuCell.com slash Dan. All right, I'm going to zip through this quick. So Fox article broke yesterday. Uh, apparently now we know Biden, who has repeatedly claimed he's never spoken to his son, Hunter, about his Biden Inc. corrupt business dealings. Uh, his son was clearly at this point, appears to be selling access to his dad. Uh, now we know that a bunch of emails have surfaced. You can see this. It's in the newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter, if you want to subscribe. That a 2011 email reveals Hunter Biden helped a business associate get access to VP Biden and a top aide. They appear to have met with them at the White House in 2011 when Biden was the vice president, uh, which is really strange because sociopathic liar Joe Biden has repeatedly said on video, which we've all seen recorded over and over and over again, sociopathic liar Joe Biden has said he's never discussed business with his son. Strange, they're at the White House with business partners on email. Here, you can take a listen yourself. Here's his repeated denials. Check this out. I, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. I did anything wrong, and uh, I didn't realize he was on the board till after, it was, after he had been on the board. And at the same time, he has come forward and said it was a mistake on his part to be on the board. I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. 
And that was it. The fact is, I was unaware of his investments until it occurred, and I've never discussed what my son's business with him because I didn't want any conflict. Well, I don't discuss business with my son. I didn't know that was the case. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. I've never discussed my business or their business, my sons or daughters, and I've never discussed them. Okay, this guy's obviously full of stuff. Here's a voicemail. Have you heard this? Here's a voicemail from Joe to Hunter Biden that escaped uh, the custody of the deep state that probably tried to make it go away, where he's acknowledging that, hey, man, listen, you know, I think you're in the clear. There's an article coming out tomorrow. I thought he didn't talk about business dealings. It's kind of weird. He just said he didn't, even though they were at the White House and he's leaving a voicemail. So strange. Here, take a listen to yourself. Hey, pal, it's dad. It's 815. Um on uh, Wednesday night, if you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think you're clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. Uh, that's that's it's not me putting an AI impersonator for Joe Biden. It's unquestionably a Joe Biden, Biden voicemail to his son about business deals he says he doesn't know about. Here's a kicker, man. This is just a short one, but this was the business partner to the Biden crime family, Tony Bobolinsky. Just a reminder for you, admitting at the end that not only was Biden the chairman of this, which he says prior to this, I just wanted to cut the end of it. But he says that the Biden family tried to hide Joe Biden's involvement in it. They didn't want anyone to know you were only allowed to speak about it. But what are you hiding if it was legitimate? Here's the business partner himself. Check this out. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face to face. In fact, I was advised by Gillier and Walker that Hunter and Jim Biden were paranoid about keeping Joe Biden's involvement secret. All right. I don't know what else you need to hear. Libs, Libbies. I don't know what else you need to hear. I mean, I get it. If you just watch that Lindsay video, you know they're committed to the destruction of the United States. So they're not committed to any kind of guiding principle at all other than destroying the country as we know it. But it's clearly at this point obvious that this, this thing was a, was a significant operation. It's scandalous. It's scandalous at that. I mean, that's being generous. I'm trying to be uh, somewhat diplomatic here. I don't even know why. All right, let me move on. They're all liars, by the way, all complete buffoons. You know what? Let me play that Russia thing first because I want to get to that before the end of the show. I'll get to that. Can we go out of order a little bit? I don't know what the lives. That caused you a lot of headaches. Poor Guy. All right. Okay, the Russia. So I'm going to have to voice over this because it's a silent video. But a little background on this first. This broke this morning right before I came up on the air. The Kremlin, Vladimir Putin, is saying that there was an assassination attempt, uh, that they tried to kill him at the Kremlin. And all of a sudden, conveniently, although, I mean, Russia's, I don't know how many hours ahead is Russia. Eight hours ahead is uh, Moscow. Well, I shouldn't say Russia. Russia's got a couple time zones, but Moscow. I'm not really, uh, not really sure. I've been there a couple times. But it's kind of weird because this video just surfaced of an alleged drone attack on the Kremlin. Was Putin in the Kremlin? I don't know. And they're saying, oh, look, this was an assassination attempt. So play the video if you could. And, and you'll see it's just very short. And you'll see it appears to be a drone hitting the Russian flag above the Kremlin. I, I've been there many times. I know that area very well. You know, St. Basil's not far from there. Red Square's right there. There's the Teverskaya Marriott's right down the road. Um, I've, I've seen this place a thousand times. Um, listen, folks, I'm applying the Bongino rule here. I'm reporting on it because it's out there. And I'm reporting on it because it could lead to World War III. 
Because I find it awfully odd that the Russians are the one pumping this story that there was an attempted assassination attempt right now as air raid signs are going off over all of Ukraine, by the way. What I fear here is a couple things. Number one, is this video even real? I mean, is it real? A fair question, right, with AI and all this other stuff. Is this video even real? Because it seems awfully convenient. Oh, look, a drone, and it took out the flag. They disgraced our flag. They stepped on the flag, Joe. Nuke those Ukrainians. I mean, it seems awfully convenient, right? I'm not saying it's not real either. I'm saying I'm applying the Bongino rule, which is I can't vouch for this thing yet because nobody seems to know if this is even a real video. Maybe it is. Say it is a real video. How do you know the Russians didn't do it themselves? Because Putin may be losing the war and looking for an excuse to launch a tactical nuke in Ukraine. Fair question. No, Putin wouldn't do that, man. He's such a great guy, right? What? Guy's a terrorist loser. He'd do it in a minute. What if he's looking for a reason to detonate a tactical nuke to scare Ukraine into submission? Oh, look at this. We had a, 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 a drone try to kill me. It hit our flag. They attacked a, our capital. You put that past them? Really? You sure about that? So I got some questions about this. We don't really need another Archduke Ferdinand moment. I'd encourage everyone to kind of just demand from our political leaders on this Ukraine stories that come out, just like the Ukrainian fighter pilot that Adam Kinzinger fell for that supposedly killed like 5,000 Russian pilots that was made up. Everyone take a breather on this stuff or we're going to have an Archduke Ferdinand moment we don't need. I don't know about you, but the golden rule of the Dan Bongino show, don't get dead. I apply that rule to me, okay? That's my rule. Don't get dead and don't get us all dead. That happened before we came up on the air. I'll stay on top of that story. Oh, he said it right, Joe. That'd be a hold on. What's that? World War Three <laughs> Violation of the rule. Violation of the Dan Bongino don't get dead rule. Flagrant, 25 yards, because it would probably wipe out all of humankind and we'd all get dead. <laughs> it's got the whistle. I always forget you got the whistle. All right. A couple more videos that will bounce here. Uh, first, Karine Jean-Pierre. This is hilarious. Her getting wrecked on claiming that illegal crossings at the border went down by 90%. She's like, no, no, no. That's not what I was talking about. I was talking about from specific countries due to the parolee program. No, no. That's not what you were saying. You just got totally humiliated. Worst press secretary in the history of the United States. Anyone changing their vote? Anyone? Last chance sucks. for today until tomorrow. Still sucks. Okay, Guy. No, Guy's good. Here's Kareem Jean-Pierre getting called out by Peter Ducey on that bull stuff. Check this out. I said yesterday that when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down by more than 90%. Where did that number come from? It was, because I was CBP speaking. is telling us the number is. I hear you. I'm about to answer. I'm about, people more I'm about to answer you. Year so if, you, far. if you, if the dramatics could come down just a little bit. I, uh, it, if the dramatics could come down a little what's bit. What's dramatic about asking a question about. Okay. I'm, I'm going to answer. So I was speaking to the parolee program. As you know, the president put in place a parolee program to deal with uh, to deal with certain countries uh, on on ways that we can limit illegal migration. And we have seen the data has shown us that it has gone down by more than ninety percent. That was what I was speaking and to. No, I'm, really we're, we're going to go. We're going to move. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Of course you're going to move because you just got busted again. Where are the fact checkers on that? Of course, nowhere to be found because they're entirely full of crap. Uh, here's another one. 
Karine Jean-Pierre just humiliating herself. Now, what she does, I just want to be clear here. Karine Jean-Pierre is doing, you ever see those signs up at construction sites? Joe, you've been, yeah. been around construction sites. So they say how many days since an accident? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Remember you've seen those, like 22 days since an accident. And if it's long, you're like, wow, 365 days since an accident. That's a really safe site. So what Karine Jean-Pierre is doing here is she's manipulating the date to make the data look safer than it really is. So what she's saying is, let's say an accident happened yesterday. So the sign says zero days since an accident. That doesn't look good. So let's say they change it. They go, 24 hours since an accident. Uh, it's the same thing, right? But it sounds better. Like, wow, 24 hours. 24 is better than zero. Yeah. This is what she's doing here. Listen to this, where she says that real wages, in other words, what your money buys. And hey, man, they're up, man. You're doing better in the past nine months. Oh, very clever. Check this out. Real wages are higher than any, any uh, uh, than they were in just nine months ago. Okay. Again, this is the zero days since the last accident thing. Nobody does that. What people do is monthly or year over year, right? Monthly earnings. What if your earnings change year over year? No one does the nine month. Nobody does that. Why did she pick nine months? Because they had a blip in the nine months where they did go up a little bit. Yet here's the weird thing. If you go to BLS data, you'd find out that real earnings year over year are actually down. Which, again, isn't really hard to figure out if you just do normal people stuff and don't try to lie like Karine Jean-Pierre all the time. Totally full of crap. Ooh, man. That was a lot of show today, folks. Hey, man, I really appreciate you all being in the live chat. We got Patton McGroin now, too, holding more members of the McGroin family. I hope join in the future. And your family, too. The Smiths, the Joneses, Bonginos. The Cohen's, the Armacost, or anyone else, we would love to have you. 11 a.m. every single day. I am here for you. I love it. I really enjoy spending time with you. Rumble.com slash Bongino. What do we have, 50,000 today? We went, It's crazy. We've only been doing this for a month, 54,000. You all are great. Join us every day. I love monitoring what goes on in the chat room. And please do me one favor. We've been uh, falling off a little bit on Apple in the uh, top charts. Not your fault. A lot of people already subscribed. But you'd help us a lot. It is absolutely free if you go to Apple and Spotify and click that subscribe and follow button. It's absolutely free. It keeps us on the charts. It's a long explanation why. I wish it were due to listens, but it's not. So we'd really appreciate it. It helps other people find us too. It's not an ego thing. I promise you. That's how people find you. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.